Today on Coach's Corner, we're going to be talking about the many battles we're all facing and how you can get through it. Stay tuned. We've got a great show for you. Hey friends, welcome to another edition of Coach's Corner. I am your host, Robert Imbrielli, and I'm happy to have you here, happy to, to spend a little bit of time with you this week. It's been an interesting week, hasn't it? If you are paying attention at all to what happened in California, you probably know that uh, nothing happened, right? The recall election came and went, and although there's a lot of people saying there was a lot of fraud, there was a lot of whatever going on, a lot of shenanigans, um, we kind of knew that was going to happen. I don't think anyone's really surprised by that. Uh, you know, the, the same old, same old strategy or pattern, if you will, the same rules were in play that were back in, uh, you know, November of uh, 2020, and, you know, we saw the same exact thing here, uh, to the point where, you know, California has made it a law now that forever, from this point forward, um, there are going to be mail-in ballots, <clears throat> and you don't have to show voter ID, and you don't have to, you know, show up at the poll, and they're going to send mail-in ballots, and people were saying that they moved away from California five years ago, <clears throat> and they received a ballot in their mail, and they're in different states. Some was even in Canada are receiving it. They're like, this is crazy, right? Everyone can vote. Why not? You just show up and vote and cast your vote. And who knows? They're being counted on the same machines again, right? Is it, is it really what's, what we're really getting the real totals? Are we getting who knows, right? And I was thinking about this this morning, and so many people were angry, and they were enraged, and they were like fired up. And you could see them on the feeds, and they're sort of expressing this anger. And I was thinking about that. I said, what good is that going to do? How's it going to change anything? Not really going to change anything, right? And I think the truth of the matter is we've got so many fronts right now, so many things that are not right about our society, things that are going off the rails. And it seems like every day there's another aspect of something that pops up that just you know, creates even more frustration. You know, you've got the old shot in the arm, you've got the, uh, you know, the mandates, and, and you've got the lockdowns, and you've got all kinds of crazy rules that go along with that. And... At some point, you sit back and you go, wow, I'm either going to be defeated here because I can't fight all these battles at once, which is really true, or I'm going to get smart about it. And what I mean by get smart about it is the truth of the matter is, is if you had 10 snowballs and you were trying to push them all up a hill at the same time, you wouldn't get very far, right? Because you push one and then you move over to the next one, that one falls back down and, you know, you're just not going to get anywhere. So what's a better strategy? Better strategy would be just pick one. So in all that's going on here, the best strategy that I know of is to pick one of, your, one of these things as a battle. Which one is the one that resonates with you the most and put your energy there? And then find people who want to fight that same battle with you and be you know, a force of, of nature um, for that. One of the biggest things we can do right now is, is really create groups of people who are like-minded, who see the things that we don't like, and to push back and get together and, and come up with plans and ideas and strategies and things that you can do to push back on it. One of the worst things that's happening right now in society is we're all isolated, right? I've got my little corner, you've got your little corner, maybe we get on a Zoom call, maybe we text, maybe we don't, maybe we don't talk for weeks, and all this stuff is just coming out, coming out, coming out, coming at us. And it could be very, feel very lonely. It could feel very challenging, very difficult, if you will, to try and find what to do. Like, There's the number one question people ask me. It's like, Rob, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm kind of watching everything, right? I've got, I've got my finger on the pulse on a lot of different things. And 
what, the, what do you do is always the question. It's different for each one of these battles, right? There are different things you can do for each one. For instance, you're seeing right now uh, a lot of parents pushing back on the school boards. A lot of parents right now are thinking about, hey, let's get rid of the school board. These people don't really aren't really caring about our kids in the way we'd like them to. All of that's opening up, and, and it, it's hard right now. But I want you to see beyond this. Look, look at this a year from now. You get rid of a lot of these teachers that you know don't really care about your kids and, and want to make them do things that you're not happy with. You know, what happened when uh, a lot of the schooling came into the home uh, via Zoom, right? A lot of the kids had to stay home and do Zoom class. A lot of parents were home. And they watched what was being taught, and they weren't happy. They weren't liking what they were hearing at all. So, bad situation, but there's a silver lining. Silver lining is, okay, is this what we want for our kids going forward, yes or no? If it's not, then what do we need to do to organize? How do we get together? How do we change it? There's a lot of people right now who uh, pull their kids out of public school and said, no more of this for my kid. No, 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 doesn't, doesn't work for me at all. And, you know, homeschooling is not an option for a lot of parents. So what are they doing? You know what they're doing? They're coming up and they're creating private schools. Really, five, ten, ten kids. It's really it. Small, very small. And what they do is maybe, you know, ten parents get together, ten families get together, and they all pay and they hire one teacher to do the teaching. And they know what's being taught. They discuss the curriculum. They discuss the lesson. They're very clear on what's being taught to their kids. And maybe they rotate. Then on Monday, they're at this house. And Tuesday, at this house. Wednesday, at this person's house. So it's not always in the same place. And, the, and the, you know, this teacher gets well paid and is able to do it. That's happening everywhere now. Everywhere I'm seeing it. Why? Because it's a form of pushing back against a system that we just kind of took for granted and said, yeah, you know, it's not great, but it's good enough because... The kids are in the house during the day. It's like babysitting, right? We get, we get a paid babysitter during the day. The kids go. Maybe they learn something. Who knows? We didn't realize how much indoctrination was happening. We didn't realize how much these teachers, some of them, don't even like these kids. Your kids. So the parents said, that's enough. We're going to change the system. So the bright side is, you take this out a year, two years, five years, the public school system is going to change. It has to. It cannot remain the same. What about our healthcare system? Same thing, right? You're seeing what's going on right now, and it's, it's horrible. It's like, do everything you possibly can never to go into a hospital. Don't. Just don't. Don't. I don't care how sick you are. Don't go. Why? Because you're hearing the stories, and you're hearing what's going on in there. You'd be better off taking your chances not going there and just working with a doctor at home or something before you get into one of those systems. Because the doctors are not allowed to practice medicine. Right? Doctors are in practice. They're supposed to practice medicine. They're supposed to look at each case individually and come up with a plan, strategy, and try to help that patient. And what's happened is a lot of their tools are being taken away. Well, I'm sorry, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, imagine a plumber, right, comes to your house and, uh, you know, you got a leaky faucet and uh, he's not really a plumber, though. He's, he's, all his tools are taken away. All he has is a hammer. And instead of having a wrench and all the tools that he would need to fix your leaky faucet, he's got a hammer. That's what's happening with the doctors. This is kind of a weird analogy. I know it's not really exact, but a lot of the tools that they would use to be able to get the thing fixed and get things resolved, they're not allowed to use. And you know the drugs. You know the ones they're not allowed to use. And it's scary to be able to think that you could have a loved one sick in a hospital. Solution out there. Drug exists. But the hospital says, I'm sorry, you guys can't use this. You've got to use this other experimental drug that we know now is killing a lot of patients, right? 
So do you think that's going to continue or do you think enough people are going to wake up and things are going to change? Enough people are going to wake up and things are going to change. We're going to demand a better system. This whole thing's blowing up. And the good side of everything that's happening right now is like the, really, you know, the curtains are being pulled back. We thought it was a lot before. It's going even further now, right? We're seeing a lot more than we would have ever seen had this not happened. So a lot of this stuff is really kind of neat. In a, in a way. I mean, it's hard to go through it, no question. I'm not saying uh, it's easy to go through it. It's hard to see loved ones pass away. It's hard to see patients not getting treated well. It's hard to see students uh, in school being indoctrinated rather, rather than trained, right? Rather, rather than being taught things that they should be taught to be able to come out of that school and be a fully functional adult. Hard to see that. But yet there it is. So let's think about the, uh, the elections, right? And we're all seeing what's happening. More and more information is being pulled back. Again, the curtain's being pulled back. We are going to see in the coming weeks and months, we're going to see a lot more of what really happened back in November of 2020. And there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be shocking that you would not even believe happened. Systems corrupt. It's been corrupt for many, 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 many years. Gosh, when I was a teenager, I didn't believe my vote counted. I really didn't. I, I still don't to this day. I still don't believe the vote means anything because it didn't feel right Back then, and certainly now we know, uh, you know, you can vote. Go ahead and vote all you want, uh, right? Vote twice, vote three times. Who knows how long you're going to count your vote or not. So many people here in California went to vote. They went to the polling station. They were told, whoa, you've already voted. Okay, no, I didn't. (laughs) And they know they didn't. So we've got a new system here in California now. Uh, They vote for you, you know. You don't even have to fill out the form. They'll just vote for you, and there you go. How do we change it? Right? So a lot of people are getting involved in politics now that would never have considered it. They're being committee members, they're joining the party at, that, at the local level. This isn't going to make an immediate impact. Six months from now it'll start to, a year from now, two years from now, and the whole system blows up and starts to change. What's happening? A good way to look at this is the old guard got complacent, they got lazy, they didn't cover their tracks as well as they may have done in the past. You know, fraudulent elections is nothing new. Nothing new at all. It's been going on for decades, right? Uh, Generations, literally. I mean, we talk about elections in the 50s that were stolen. It's been going on for a very long time. But now we're aware, we're seeing it, and we're going, we don't like this anymore. We want to change it. So if it's done anything, anything at all, it's caused people to say, what's going on here, right? Here in California, it's like people are, PO'd, really PO'd this morning, day after the recall, failed, right? And they go, what's going on? How come people voted for me already? What, 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 what? I don't get it. How come the envelopes were see-through? You hold them up to a light, you can see what, what the person voted. Why were there holes in the envelope? They didn't even have to hold it up to a light, and you can see who, what, the, what the person voted for. What's going on there? Why did so many people, you know, and the, and the question just come, 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 come after another. All right. We don't like it. We know the system's corrupt. We know it's horrible. How do we change it? How do we get involved? How do we change it? Those are th- the thoughts I'm thinking. And then it's like, and this wouldn't have happened, by the way, if all this crappy stuff didn't happen, right? All these things that are going on right now is, is really just helping us to understand we don't want that. We want that over there. How do we get there? That's the question we're asking. And a lot of people are asking that question. How do we get there? I want to get there. I want to get to the point where we can make a change and make things better. And that's the question we should be asking. That's the thing we should be doing. We should all be getting involved. It's no longer a time to be sitting back. We need all of us. All of us have to be involved in some way, some form, some shape. 
and I'm doing it on basically a daily basis. I mean, I'm informing people and letting people know what's going on. I'm sorting through so much information. People are calling me. They're distraught. They don't know what to do. And helping them, putting them back on track and giving them that vision that, you know, it really takes this, this chaotic time that we're in to be able to affect change. All change comes with chaos, right? Anytime you're going to change something, there's a period of chaos in there before things settle down. And we're in the chaos right now, clearly. And it may go on for another year, two years. It may go on for another five years. Who knows? Hope it doesn't go, last that long, but it could. And the question you got to be asking yourself is, okay, what role can I play? What role can I play to help the one thing? Not all things. Pick the one that's the most passionate for you the one area, and do something. Whether it's putting together a group, whether it's writing articles, blog posts, whether it's doing videos like I'm doing here, whether it's you know getting a, a neighborhood group together, whether it's getting involved at the school board or you know the political committees, or whether it's uh, you know volunteering as a poll worker, you know whatever. There's a million things you can do. The worst thing that all of us can do right now is sit back and wait, wait for someone else to take care of it. We are the someone else. Look in the mirror. That's the person who's going to do it. That's the someone else. That's who you are. That's how it's going to change. Not going to change by somebody else doing it. Yeah, some people are going to do some things, but there's so much. And if you're starting to realize how far, how far this curtain is being pulled back right now and how much is off, is not working in our society, how much is, is crazily corrupted, it's going to take a lot of work, right? You know it's going to take a lot of work to, to edge all this stuff out and clean it all up and change everything. It's gonna be a little while. It's gonna be a little bit of an effort and it's gonna require all hands on deck and that means all of us on deck to do whatever we possibly can do. You know, if you're just sharing stuff on Facebook, that's a good start. If you're talking to people, that's even a better start. If you're writing about it, that's better. If you're doing videos, that's even better. If you're getting groups together, that's even better. If you're going out and going to the meetings and the rallies and, and whatever, that's even better. There are all these things that we can do because one of the challenges right now is we all feel like we're alone. No, oh, I'm the only one who believes this. You should see my inbox every day. People are reaching out to me and saying, Rob, thank you so much for talking about this stuff. Thank you so much for being a voice of reason. You know, I, I can come and watch your podcasts and, you know, don't get all freaked out. Yeah, you know what's going on, but, you know, you know, you're not freaked out about it. Understanding this is part of the process. People are reaching out to me all the time. People reach out and they say, thank you for stepping up. Thank you for talking about it when nobody else will, or very few other people will. A lot of people are very fearful. I get that. I understand it, but it's not time for that now. Now is the time to just get out there and start doing it. Ah, if your Facebook account gets shut down, so what? Really? You can't live without Facebook? Can't live without Twitter? Come on, right? There's so many other networks out there now, and I'm on all of them, by the way. I got accounts on all of them. And I just, I don't spend my time all on one anymore. And I'm just, you know, bouncing around a lot of different ones and doing a lot of different things because I've got different groups in each one. Might be something to consider. One gets shut down, ah, so what? You jump to the next one, right? Facebook isn't going to be around forever. None of them are, right? All these social media networks, they're, they're like network marketing companies. Boom, and then they're gone. And Facebook's at the pinnacle and, it, you know, it's starting to decline. There are a lot of friends I know who were either kicked off or voluntarily left it's going to keep happening, right? 
So it's a good time right now to be thinking about, okay, how do I reach out? How, what can I do? What are my skills? What are my gifts? What can I do to reach out? One of my gifts, obviously, is speaking and writing and sharing and, and that kind of thing. And certainly coaching. I do a ton of coaching with people. And, you know, that's what I've been doing. I'm doing a lot more of that because I know it makes a difference. So what can you do? What are your gifts? No, I don't have any gifts, Rob. Yeah, yeah, sure you do. Can you share a post? Anyone can do that, right? Are you on, on any social media network? Yeah, most people are. Do you have a computer? Yep. Then you have access. You have the ability to reach. I don't care if you reach one person a day. It's really all it takes. If all of us just reach out and reach one person a day, we're making an impact. We're making a difference. Okay, it's a pebble in a lake. Got it. But eventually you get to the boulder, right? And then you get the bigger boulder. And then you need the bulldozer to push the boulder in because it's going to be so big. But you got to start somewhere. All of us do. I started with nobody, no followers. You started with no followers. I worked on it. I built up. I've got you know bigger list now of followers than I had before. Doesn't matter because if I share it with someone and someone likes what I've got and they share it with someone, then all of a sudden you know my reach has grown. So we have these wonderful tools. We have these abilities. It doesn't take a lot of skill to do it. So I would encourage you. Anything you find that is of value, be sharing it out. And if you don't want to share it on Facebook because you're afraid. Join some of the other networks. Join Getter. Join Gab. Join um, CloudHub. I mean, there's so many of them that are popping up right now. Uh, you know, they are all very similar. So the learning curve is very short. If you're not to use Facebook, you'll learn all the rest of these um, very quickly. Worth getting accounts. Again, zero cost. It's just a matter of time. And you could share and build your groups on there. Uh, I'm spending a lot of time on Telegram. I've got a Telegram channel here. Poist it up for you. Um, t.me slash polyhealth, P-O-L-I-H-E-A-L-T-H, polyhealth, politics and health. We cover both those topics on there. Go on Telegram. There's a lot of channels to follow, thousands and thousands of channels, all kinds of information that you can take and you can share. And what I do oftentimes, I find something good on Telegram, I will take it and I'll put it on another network and share it out there as well. Find something on Gab. I might share it on Facebook. I might share it on Twitter. I might, you know, just you can do that, which is really kind of neat. All this content is, is easily shareable these days. Download it and put it on and, and you can uh, do whatever you need to do with it to share it wherever you want to share it. So we all have a role to play. We all need to get out there. We all need to be doing something. I'm doing something. You're, you need to be doing something. And your kids, your neighbors, your friends, invite them to do something. There's not a person I speak to that I don't invite them to get involved some way, somehow. Because it's in all of us activating is where the power is. The more of us that activate, the more power we have, the more we can push back on the old guard and get rid of these uh, people that are doing us wrong. Get rid of these, these uh, not the doctors so much, the doctors want to do well, but the healthcare systems that they work in are corrupt. The insurance companies that dictate to them, the pharmaceutical companies behind them who uh, put profits over people all the time. Right? All these institutions, they need to go. Big tech needs to go. Right? It needs to be toppled. And it will when all of us rise up. You, know, you don't think it's possible? Look at MySpace. What happened to MySpace when everybody left? Great, they had a bunch of servers. They had some neat software. But when the people are gone, it has no value. No ad dollars, no ad revenue. Right? Happen will happen with all of them. So we have a lot more power than we're, we recognize. And uh, you know, now is the time to step up and start using it we can make an impact. We can make a difference. We can change things if we are committed. And, you know, literally 15 minutes a day. If you can do 15 minutes a day, 
man, that's a great start. Then maybe you want to do 30 minutes a day. Maybe you want to do an hour a day. I'm doing three, four hours a day right now, and I want to do a little bit more because uh, I'm seeing there's a lot more need. Of course, I can't do it all. That's not the role. My role is to do what I can do. You do what you can do. Someone else does what they can do, and together, the sum total of all that equals something fantastic. All right. I won't keep here forever. Thank you so much for watching. If you like this video, please share it out with your friends and followers. It helps me a lot. And I look forward to speaking with you again real soon. Thanks so much.